And greetings. Welcome to a special evergreen edition of the Steve Day Show. Not live, but still on demand and still not that much in demand right here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He is Todd Erzin. He is Aaron McIntyre. And I mentioned it's a special evergreen edition of the program. Uh, And today we're going to be discussing kind of the state of the Republican electorate, or maybe the state of the union, according to the Republican electorate. Late in 2022, shortly before we went on Christmas break, actually, no, it was actually while we were on Christmas break, a little birdie, someone that uh, all three of us personally know, gave me access to this comprehensive PowerPoint of polling data on the thoughts of the Republican electorate. And this is some of the most comprehensive polling that I have seen in years. And given how much I trust the person that gave it to me, I I just thought, and I have his permission, that this is something that I think needs exposure and discussion. So we are going to spend the entire show today on this special evergreen edition. This, this polling is, like I said, it's comprehensive. We're going to spend the entire show today on this data. Now, let's set a little ground rules before we get started. And maybe I should have asked this before we started, but that's just not how we roll around here. How much of this data have you guys had a chance to review before it gets on the air? Aaron. Uh, basically zero. I mean, I saw a few things as I was just making sure the slides were ready to go, but basically zero. Todd? Same. I've learned from you that one of the best ways to do this is real-time analysis. Yeah, I'm actually, that's what I was hoping you guys were going to say. Because right, you're going to, I, I, we don't have the ability to interact directly with the audience today in an evergreen. And so you guys are basically going to be their proxies. And you're going to get a chance to react to this data as they will, hearing it, watching it, seeing it for the very first time. So suppose there was a, a virus of malicious to unknown origin strategically leaked into the population. <clears throat> Thankfully, there actually were a few medications that if you prophylaxis with it or you tested positive and it was early enough into the onset of symptoms, that there was at least some degree, anywhere from some to high degree of likelihood, the most severe manifestation of symptoms from said virus's infection could be mitigated. But then they told you that you, the system said you couldn't have access to those drugs. Get a hold of our friends over at Jace Medical. Get the Jace case of venerable antibiotics, including the hard to find right now, amoxicillin. Uh, have that available just in case the dystopian novel that I just uh, laid out an elevator pitch for for you uh, were to actually come true in real life one day. Who knows? JaceMedical.com and then enter the code DACE at checkout for a discount. Discount code DACE at checkout at JaceMedical.com. So let us begin, and and let's start here with the overall methodology of the polling that was done. It was a survey conducted by the Gilmore Davis Strategy Group. Now, I'm not familiar with that group, but again, I'm very familiar with the person who gave me this data. All three of us know this person personally and have a lot of trust where that is concerned. It was conducted within the states of Arkansas, Iowa, New Hampshire, so uh, North Carolina and South Carolina. So there you see the three early states 
as well as Nevada with its caucus. But those are traditionally the three early states in the presidential primary cycle. And then you throw in an Arkansas and you go to a deep red state, a traditionally red state, and you go to North Carolina to a swing state that leans red. Okay, with a split government, you have a Democratic governor there right now, and then you have near super majorities in the uh, Republicans in the legislature and a super majority Republicans on the state Supreme Court, which is vote judges are voted upon there. So this is a pretty good cross section, don't you guys think? In terms of you you don't want to just have what are the thoughts of the of the of the people in the three early states, although their thoughts matter more than anybody else's right now. Right. Because they're going to be the first three that are voting in this process. But now we've got a couple of other states that both represent states Republicans always win and then states Republicans have to win. Fair? Yeah. So this is a pretty good cross-section, I think, of the Republican electorate nationwide, what the base really thinks. Aaron, your thoughts? Uh, I would agree with that. And and none of my answers will be this this lengthy, but I'm trying to mentally prepare myself for for doing this show. Um, Polling to me right now, We've all, 90% of us, either own right now or have owned at some point in their life, a car that if you can turn it on, if you can turn it on, will get you from point A to point B. It's mm-hmm. just kind of a mystery of what, whether or not you'll be, able to, you'll be able to turn it on or not. You know, you're not really that confident. That's what polling is to me right now. So I'm, I'm going into this. So I'm not really sure what, whether I can trust it or not. Uh, if we can, great. If not, I'm going into this show. Uh, that we're doing right now, just assuming assuming that this baseline, that this is 100% right, and whether or not I can kind of see this being accurate or not, or making sense or not. That's kind of my rubric. You can also see they worked with both landlines, so that would skew older. Mobile phone users, so that would skew younger. Um, it was also stratified by county. So the intent here is the moving of an electorate, all right? So this was stratified by county to reflect historic voter trends. And the margin of error for this survey is 2.24%. To someone who's done this professionally, that's about as precise as you can hope for. Okay, right there. So uh, with the methodology now stated and duly noted, we're going to go through this point by point here on the show today. Let's start with this. In your opinion... What is the toughest challenge facing the United States today? Remember, these are just Republican voters in those states, okay? The economy was number one with 32%. Government was number two at 23%. Social, which I would take to mean social upheaval institutions, at 20%. Morals, 3%. National defense, 3%. Government spending, 3%. Other, 11%. Um, and don't know, didn't respond, 5%. So 32% of Republican voters, a plurality, but really when you look at these numbers, would we get 55? 75% of Republican voters in in the five states that we're talking about here, Arkansas, North Carolina, South Carolina, Iowa, and New Hampshire, 75% 75% of Republicans think either the economy, either the role of government or the inefficiency or corruption of government, depending on how you choose to answer that, or what's happening on a societal level is the biggest, are the, is the biggest challenge facing the United States today. Thoughts? We're screwed. Why do you say that? Morals, 3%. Absolutely screwed. That's... That, that's a people who don't, just simply do not understand what time it is. None of which is to say that when they said the other things aren't a problem, they're wrong. They are. But you have, you have no hope 
of ultimately writing those ships if you get that number wrong at 3%. It's just, that's disconcerting. Aaron, okay, so, I'll come back to you in a minute. Aaron, let me go to you first. So that was my immediate reaction, and I think it probably overall, yeah, it overall, Todd's Todd's take is is correct. There is one thing I would like to know the order or how they were asked this question, mm-hmm. because I think that matters. <clears throat> because somebody somebody is asked first: Is it uh, economy, government, or social? Well, it's, you know, social kind of feels like morally, you know, that that's type what of thing. I was about to, about to say. Do you think that uh, there's a lot of people that are lumping those things together? I, I surely hope so. I surely hope so. Otherwise, this makes sense to me. I'm not surprised the economy is number one. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be true in any poll of anybody you ever take. Um, that's actually a pretty low number overall. And I, 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 I see where you're coming from because morals are separated. But I could also see people that may have answered those other two societal, social unrest government corruption, um, the growth of government, government targeting of the citizens. I mean, I I could see people that are concerned about morals, but those are the two things that are the biggest, worst manifestation of that to them. And so they selected those things as instead. I I agree. But again, long-term, taking a sample that is entirely different and one we pass on to our kids, mm-hmm. you can't keep getting wooed by symptoms. You ultimately have to understand that's, the causes. That, that, is, that is true. Yeah. That's a good point. That's an excellent point. All right, number two. In your, in your opinion, what is the toughest challenge facing the Republican Party today? Answers here all over the place. All right, 11% unity, 8% Donald Trump, 8% Democrats, 7% candidates, 5% getting elected, 4% weakness, 41% said other. So there's a pretty overwhelming plurality there that gave the other for an answer. Uh, 16% said they either don't know or did not respond. Aaron, you go first this time. So if if you put a gun to my head and said, you need to tell me what the other is, I would guess it would be something like leadership, an all-encompassing term. Mm-hmm. What it should be is us. That's the biggest problem, is us. We keep voting for these whores, but I don't think that's what people would put down. Otherwise, I mean, that is... We were told by the leadership types, the establishment types, we need unity, we need unity, and yet these early state voters, at least most of them, are saying, uh, no, unity is not really registering. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump's not really registering. Mm-hmm. The Democrats aren't really registering. Uh, candidate, candidate quality, I guess that's what it is. Get elected, that's not even registering. Something else is up there. So I, I, I would like to know... I would like to know what the other is. I think everybody would, obviously. But if I had to take a stab at it, it'd be something like the establishment or leadership. What else could it possibly be, Todd, do you think? Like, I, I don't know what else it could be that would generate that kind of an overwhelming response and rejection of the paradigm of the rest of the questions. In other words, if the other was at 21% and some of these other numbers were higher, I'd be inclined to think that there could be several different things in that other. When you, but when there's, a glaring, there's a glaring exception here. 
in the question of in, in quantif- quantif- quantifying the specifics of this question. And it is the 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 actual people leading the Republican Party. So, so that has to be what the other is. That's what I wanted to be clear. When you say leadership, you're not talking about just a a generalized quality you're talking about specific people the yeah. Mitch McConnell's of yeah. the world except Rana, 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 yeah, I mean what, what was the what was the Trafalgar poll last week uh, it was Harmy Dillon yeah. 86 Rana Romney McDaniel 14 okay the you guys don't listen to us you don't care about us you do what you, you guys screw us you do whatever you want to do you're costing us elections you're sabotaging us that kind of stuff it's got to be that to produce this level of mm. other response because tell, tell me what else the other is yeah, I don't know, but, but again, we keep. Do most Republicans think ditch is the problem? Yes. Do you really think Absol- so? Absolutely. Where, where things break down is what is the solution to that problem? That's where things break down. But do most. Mitch McConnell is the most unpopular public figure in America today across the board. So I absolutely hmm. believe that. Okay. I absolutely believe that an overwhelming. Now. <laughs> Where things break down is, so what are we going to do about it? What is the solution to this? Okay. And kind of the solution is, well, you know, just not uh, take part in primaries, not care, and uh, just, you know, vote for the yellow dog Republican in the general and do this over and over again. Great strategy. Yeah. It breaks down when we get to what's the solution to this. But in terms of the angst, and you you can see it in the overall tenor of this question when it comes to conservative media. I mean, it's it's pretty much open. You know, 10 years ago, Eric Erickson was getting banned from Fox News because Mitch McConnell called Roger Ailes and said, hey, I don't like the fact that he is supporting uh, my primary opponent and he's too mean to me. All right. Stop and think about the fact you know, Eric, you're killing me by going to a vegetable stand. Erickson was 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 once the bridge too far. Okay, Uh, when it came to base angst, all right, and the mainstream of the Republican Party. But, but, you know, no one currently not on Mitch McConnell's payroll does any fetting or honoring of him publicly in conservative media at all. It's open season on these people, and I think it's largely a reflection, with one exception, Trump, obviously. But with the the exception of Trump, it's, it's comprehensively open season on these people everywhere you go. So yeah, I think it's I don't I don't think that there's I don't think there's any possibility that the answer is anything other than the other is our leaders the leadership of this party sucks. I won't I I, I hope you're right. You've uh, you've convinced me. I, I've moved in your direction. Okay. All right. See, we're doing an ad hoc. We're doing a live real time yeah. focus group right here. If if Democrats weren't there at eight, I might I might be prone to say that, but they are. Yes. They're right yeah, there. Exactly. See, that's why you have to ask yourself, what what could we come up with that would be a specific item that isn't listed there? And the answer is, I can't come up with anything. So then by process of elimination here, we've got deductive reasoning. It has to, this, this has to be the overall disdain for Republican leadership that exists within the Republican Party. All right, um, next question. Now I'm going to read to you some issues facing our country. Please tell me which type of issues concern you the most. Now, Todd, here we go. Moral issues, 17%. That was number one. Um, in terms of specificity. Securing the border, 15%. Rising inflation, 10%. National security, 8 
Dysfunction of government, six. Jobs in the economy, six. Other 12, all of the above, people seeing it as a comprehensive worldview that we are up against, basically, 24. None, 1%, don't know, didn't respond, 1%. Now, this one wow. has to be more up your alleyway. This, one's, this, one's, this one is your love language, is probably, is closer to your love language, is, is the overall results here. Both the amount of people who see this as an overall agenda that we're up against in the all category, and then the amount of people that when asked to specify which one concerns them the most, morals was yeah. number one. Well, uh, listen, again, n- not because... And I know we've talked about using this as a pejorative, but this isn't even necessarily because we're Puritans. It's, listen, life comes at you pretty fast, bro. You know, getting, having- Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I hear you. Having morality, no, on top of the list is important because life does come at you fast. You need a Rosetta Zone to help you decipher what's going on in each and all the issues. A moral core, a closed hand framework, a this is a football framework helps you deal with each one of those other individual ways. But right now we are constantly uh, confused, uh, marginalized, made to feel like they're going to call me mean words. Well, if, if, if you are clear about the purpose, uh, the, the moral purpose of this nation at its core and who we are as individuals under God, it, all those so-called moving parts that the liberals have for years made us feel confused about, about all these issues, it, you just don't buy it. You, do, you aren't seduced by it any mm-hmm. longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this, if it is true, and I'm giving this all of this data the benefit of the doubt, just assuming baseline that it is true, um, that is encouraging. It's very encouraging. Because... I think it's the Truth Project with Del Tackett, and I think maybe it's even Ravi Zacharias or some other preacher in there, talks about the difference between ethics and morals. The, the, the main difference, I guess, in, in those terms between the left and right in this country, the right has been going on an ethical campaign. An ethical campaign. We preach our ethics, we don't do anything about them. Mm-hmm. The Democrats, the, I'm, I'm sorry, the left in this country is definitely driving a moral campaign, and by golly, they're doing something about it. So recognizing that, if it, if this is that on any level, that's a good sign. And I, I appreciate just the all, at, you know, at the bottom there, that is also a very good sign. Just recognizing, again, we're screwed at every single corner. How would you guys have voted on this one? <coughs> Ooh, pardon me. Would you have voted all? I would have voted all. I think I might have voted all. That I might have seen this as an overall comprehensive agenda. What about you, Todd? Well, I think it's clearly pretty clear by now, based on two answers I had. I think I would have answered moral. It's this country is built for a moral and religious people, mm-hmm. and no other. It's the it's the way of understanding everything. It's the alpha and omega question. Next point. Do you think America is headed in the right direction or have we gotten off on the wrong track? 92% said wrong track. 92%. Who are the 5%, by the way, <laughs> who said we're, on, we're in the That's, right direction? Who are they? Just, uh, Why are they Republicans? I mean, what, 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 I, I mean, it's, it's Mitt Romney. Meaning that the the grift is going well, so yeah, I'm, I'm I mean I'm personally doing great. I guess okay. that's the, that's because the, that's the very first question that I had as yeah. well. 
92% wrong track. Does that sort of speak for itself, or do you guys have anything you want to add to that? I think the uh, don't know or didn't respond actually deserves a little bit of love here. I, I am in the schizophrenic frame of mind every single day. We had a buy, early in January, we had a buy, sell, hold submission. Lord working in mysterious ways, using the pandemic to wake parents up, you know, to what's happening in their schools. I, I mean, on any given day, I can see this country, hey, we might be on the precipice of a great awakening. Simultaneously, hey, we might be on the precipice of another dark ages. So I, I have a little love for the don't know or didn't respond there. What do you think, Todd? Well, I'll have this number in the back of my mind as we go forward on everything else. Because if, if, if you honestly believe this and you have agency to do something about it, which you do, we all do. That's what we spend half the time in the show talking about. Let's find out, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I, I hope the answers we have going forward on possible solutions are willing to break some Overton windows. Because if there aren't, you you can say this all you want. This should be a clear... 92% should not be business as usual in any way, shape, or form. Our friends over at Preborn want to thank you for your kindness and generosity that has helped them save a lot of babies over the years. This year, they've got a goal uh, with our Blaze audience to save 70,000 babies from the abortion mill. For example, um, the, they ran into a woman named Victoria. Um, her, you know, her name means victorious, and that's exactly what happened here with her story. She was anxious when she found out she was pregnant. An internet search led her to a preborn network clinic where she would decide the future of her baby and after seeing her baby on ultrasound ultrasound an inexplicable bond was formed with her child so strong that she could not put it into words she also felt loved by her counselor who assured her it was going to be okay and thanks to preborn your generous donations victoria courageously chose life and is now eagerly awaiting her baby boy donations of any size go towards saving babies caring for mothers all donations are tax deductible just dial uh, pound 250 and say the keyword baby or go to preborn.com slash steve your love has the power to save a life when i when when i have spoken in the last couple of years about my concerns that we are being demonically prompted into a civil war and and that I fear there's no course of action short of revival that will avoid that zero-sum game. And I've, and I've talked about there's only so long you can push people to an existential brink with no agency, using your term that you, that you mentioned a minute ago. There's only so long that you can, you can, you can push people to an existential uh, brink of no agency. Where eventually, the offer of you'll get nothing and like it then becomes, and we'll take everything away from you you could imagine, and then we'll do worse to your children. You put them in a place where, if there is no peaceable means by which they can, they can oppose you, or at the very least have a voice be heard, You've left them with no alternative because they, they literally don't have anything to lose. You've confiscated enough of their property. You've confiscated enough of their bodily autonomy. You have damaged their, or confiscated their children 
like, you know, the story uh, at the time we're recording this, I got up this morning and saw the Columbia, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri. Remember when I was with the Cruz campaign, remember what state I told you was there were only two states left that either had a majority of the population that still went to church or close to it. Utah was one, and obviously that's the LDS influence, and Missouri was the other one. Columbia, Missouri took kids to a drag, a drag show yeah. without informing the parents or getting their consent. Yeah. What previous generations of American parents would have done to that school... This is my point. I can't say on the air, because we'll all get banned and demonetized and fired but you know the answer to that yes we all know what previous generations would have done and that's why by the way that's why such a thing would not have been done right because because it would have been understood that yeah we we like breathing let's not do that one we like breathing and we like walking and we like we like being able to chew our food before we have uh, consume it so let's not do that to the kids that's that's what that's why these things would have never been done in any other generation Mm -hmm. there is only so long that you can do this to people, particularly when they own about 300 million guns, when they don't eventually say, all right then, like Thanos, I guess I'll put on the gauntlet, do it myself. Of course, the men of this country currently are uh, making, thinking about taking you up on your bet. It may be a small number, okay? It may be a small number, but if you do the math, if, you know, there aren't, there aren't a lot of countries in the world that have standing armies of more than 100,000. I think there's at least 100,000 people that own weapons in this country that would, that would get to that point. I, I think the, even in this diminished capacity, the answer is yes. And you know how the- Might answer, be in this audience. Yeah, you, know, you know the answer is yes? That they haven't come to your home to try to take your weapons yet because they think you'll fire back. That's how you know the answer is not. They, that's how you know the answer is yes because they haven't tried to take them yet. They're only going to try to take them from you when they know you're willing to give them over. Because they don't like getting shot either. Why do I bring this up in the context of this question? Three questions ago, we ended up surmising that the number one challenge facing the Republican Party in the other category was what? Leadership. Lack of leadership, which means a lack of what, use your word again, a lack of what? Agency. Agency. I'm not represented. My voice isn't counted. It isn't heard. I mean, if I if my if my party wins elections, if if well, if they're first of all, they often don't win elections. I think because they steal elections, and then if we're allowed to win, it doesn't matter because the person I voted for will just disenfranchise me when they get into office anyway. So I have no agency. Now combine that with the answers to this question: ninety-two percent think the country is on the wrong track. How long is that sustainable? I'm going to tell you right we're now. We're finding out. Yeah, we're, we're, any history book will tell you not into perpetuity. Now. In this era, we have a level of comfort that it might be sustainable longer than others. But into perpetuity, is that sustainable? No. No, it's not. Because you're living in an era where Tony Dungy can't be allowed to live. We're living in an era where a poll came out recently that showed 72% of Democrats believe that men can become women. 72%. That number would have been half of that just two years ago. And the Tony Dungy thing is so important. Because how long have you and I, Steve, it's your tone. Yes. Just Who's kinder and gentler yes. than he is. Yeah. Answers nobody, actually. Nobody. So this is not a long-term sustainable model. No matter how many nights you can still Netflix and chill, no matter how many trips on family vacations you can take, there is a moment where this house of cards, this dynamic collapses. And I fear... That if we don't provide these people 
the agency and representation they deserve. I'm not to patronize them, not to simmer them down. They, they're angry because they deserve this. They're not the bad guys. The people denying it of them are. I want to make that patently clear here. All right. All right. I'm not saying, hey, uh, don't wear that out at the bar if you don't want to get assaulted. No, I'm not saying you're the ones asking for it. You're the victim. You should have been getting this agency all along. You deserve it. And if they don't get what they deserve here in some relatively recent period of time, is that six months? Is that 10 years? I don't know the answer to that. I just know that this is not a long-term sustainable formula for a cohesive society. I, that I know, because I've read a history book once. That won't work. And that's where we are. And this poll quantifies exactly what I mean by making this point. Agreed. Something has to change. Yes. People, these people need representation. To at least feel as if there are, there are places where they could move or live, like other than Florida, where the governor, whether he becomes president or not, will soon be term limited. Right? Did you see 65,000 people moved from New York to Florida in the last two years? 65,000! What do we have, like a half dozen cities in Iowa yeah, with that many people? This is not, we can't, this, this isn't sustainable. They need real political representation. If they don't get it, none of us wants to know what happens next. I promise you we don't. More on this polling when we return. The Steve Day Show. Back here on the Steve Day Show special evergreen edition, we are looking at some polling, in-depth professional polling that was leaked to me by a little birdie, someone all three of us here know personally, that was done at the end of 2022 on the state of the Republican Party, according to voters, in the three early states that matter the most, Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina, in the presidential primary calendar, and then also um, a couple of other states that kind of represent the Republican Party as a whole. Uh, Arkansas, yeah, a, you know, a deeply embedded, red, loyally Republican state is kind of the proxy for those kinds of uh, kinds of states. North Carolina, the swing state that tilts red, that Republicans have to win uh, to win a national election, which represents that category. So this is a pretty good cross-section of opinion here of the the majority of the base of the Republican Party. Americans have had it and are desperately seeking a parallel economy and alternative options to woke corporatism. Really, that's fascism. Uh, Unfortunately, not too many options exist, which is why when they do, and it's with a product we all need in modern times, take full advantage of it via our friends over at Patriot Mobile. They can offer you dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. So you get the best possible service in your area, and you can make that switch from one network to another when you're a member anytime you need to for free. Uh, and you can make the switch right now and get a free activation when you do. Uh, and you go to patriotmobile.com Steve and use the promo code Steve to make that happen patriotmobile.com slash steve promo code steve or you can use promo code steve at 878 patriot that's 878 patriot so this is a pretty good cross-section of opinion here of the the majority of the base of the republican party all right let's let's go to the next question 
Do you think the Republican Party is headed in the right direction, or have we gotten off on the wrong track? 50% said wrong track. 35% said right direction. 15% said don't know, didn't respond. Aaron, I'll let you tackle this one first. I honestly think right track and wrong direction should be flipped because the question is right direction, not right place. Now, we're still miles away from being, I, we, I'm not even a Republican, but the Republican Party is miles, because of everything we just talked about before the break, it's miles away from being in the right place. But you have to look at what Donald Trump did. It's the analogy I give of Charmin the dog. I'm not going to give that analogy now, but essentially the Republican base got a taste for blood. And we're not going back mm-hmm. to the milk toast Republicans of yesteryear. We're not going back. We see people in in Florida like Ron DeSantis um, that are just uh, just kind of taking names, kicking ass, and taking names right now. Uh, we also just had, you know, in January of this year, this House Speaker fight. Those are things. Now the bar, bar is very, very, very low for the Republican Party, but those are things that you wouldn't have conceived even five. You're six, going seven, eight what I was going ago. to bring up. Yeah. Go ahead, Todd. Well, A, this the right direction number should be much, much, much lower. No matter what fiefdom you're from, you should be asking questions about what's going on uh, on the right right now. Secondly, the, the, those who say it's on the right track could be anything and could just as easily be in the wrong. Like, for example, do you think it's the right track because there's you are... Uh, a Trumpian, yeah. See, and therefore, see, I thought about that. He's arrived on I the think scene, this is a this is a key or, point, and, and and he's still in the game. But or are you a DeSantis body, stand, and you think that about him? But you're that group I'm thinking of could also be in the wrong track because he lost and he's not ascendant anymore. I don't know where those people are. This doesn't tell me that much. I, I completely agree with both of your analyses. I mean, I, I could make a case that the Republican Party, from my perspective, has never been in a better position in my career than it is right now. I mean, we are we are sitting here right now heading into a primary, a presidential primary cycle where we both agree not only are the only two candidates that we think have a chance to win, but should win, are the only two that have shown any disruptive tendency of the system at all. Name a primary cycle, presidential primary cycle in your lifetime as a voter, because you and I are too young to have voted for Reagan. So name a presidential primary cycle in you and I's voting t- lifetimes where that was the case. Where we knew going in, the hack the establishment wants or the, or the cadre of hacks they want has no chance to be the party nominee. We couldn't name one. That's never happened before. There's more right. anger at the establishment than there's ever been before. There, I am, I, the, I, people are, there are so many people with, in, in conservative media saying the stuff that 10 years ago I got labeled a malcontent and blacklisted for saying. Now, I would still vote wrong track because of the leadership question. Because, I, because biblically, I believe in the concept biblically of headship and the head of this thing is a rotten corpse, okay? But... Could I make a case that the Republican Party is better now than it was when my career started in some respects? I absolutely could. No, this goes back to your other question, though. People are saying this and thinking this for a couple reasons. A, they've realized what you just said. They have no agency and this party sucks and they're saying things out loud that they held under their breath before. Mm -hmm. And secondly, think about how much you are allowed to have hope in this day and age, on a federal level, simply because of the mere existence of one guy named Ron DeSantis 
If he did not exist in this context, and look what happened to you regarding when Carrie Lake lost. It's the same thing. Yeah, I agree. If he did not exist, I... I mean, you're making the case why I would still vote wrong track. I'm just trying to figure out why these numbers are closer than I would have guessed. And I think it's because some people are saying, hey... The rabble rousers are actually winning. We're, we're actually oh. we're actually getting a say again. My God, is there's this party is still just full of slappies? No, I, is it that or is it? I have been in a desert, drowning of thirst, and suddenly someone handed me a singular glass of water, and it tastes like Bonner Private Wines. Is it? Could, you you can't you can't have at least a little sympathy for that? No. I have sympathy. I just okay. I, th- I think this this party is still full of a bunch of people who it's it's GOP right or wrong till I die. Shocking. Okay. That would be so shocking. Next question. Do you believe our Republican nominee for president needs to be more conservative, less conservative, or about the same as former President Trump? 57% said about the same. 25% said more conservative. 12% said less conservative. 7% said don't know didn't respond. Now, let me go first on this one, if you don't mind. Let's define, what, is, what do you think we even know what more or less conservative means? I mean, for, I'll just, let me use my own evolution in response to current circumstances as an example. When I got into this business, I would have never, ever envisioned I would take positions like use government to punish private industry. Because I would not have foreseen that they would be so weaponized politically against what I believe in. That, that there was no other means by which, no other vehicle by which we could hold them accountable other mm. than that. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's, but that's, if that's not a traditional conservative perspective. It is not a traditional conservative perspective to say um, the, you know... Whatever are the dominionist dreams of Vladimir Putin, as vile as he is, not my problem when the alternative is uh, to go ahead and weaponize the dominionist dreams of Davos and George Soros in order to, um, you know, to be a buffer against that. Which is why you see so many boomer conservatives line up with stop Russia, stop Russia. It's 1987. It's never not been 1988. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. In the last few years, before we react to this, I think we all have to look at ourselves. I'm starting with me here and recognize that circumstances have moved to a point. That some of the traditional, not principles, but mechanisms and applications through which we have engaged or seen the world just aren't relevant right now, given the scale of threat that we face. So I wouldn't, I'm not sure how I would answer this question. And I, and, and I might even answer it, you know what, hey, you know, looking at Trump's pro-life record, looking at his foreign policy record as president, um, I'd like someone a little bit less uh, uh, rainbow flag wavy, obviously, you know, but I don't know that it's an audit. I I think we'd have to quantify here first and foremost. What do we mean by more or less conservative, given what those terms mean at the current moment or don't? That's my two cents. Your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This is, you know, uh, Donald Trump. His not his inauguration. It was at the uh, convention, his convention speech after winning the nomination back in 2016, talking about how, uh, how we're not the bigots we once, once were against, uh, against uh, the, the, the gays. Yeah. But then 
he appointed the justices that overturned Roe v. Wade and mm-hmm. moved the embassy to Jerusalem. I, I don't know what people are drawing off of. I, so I kind of just discount the 57% here. I look at the more or less conservative and more conservative uh, doubles of, of the people who actually have an opinion. That's what we're talking about here. Because the, the about the same thing is, meh, I, I guess, I guess, about the same as him. The, the people who actually have an opinion, tw- twice more, think that they should be more conservative. The that's next, a good point, too. The next president should yeah. be more conservative than less conservative. So that's the part that I kind of honed in on. What do you think, Todd? All your excellent analysis notwithstanding, it's a trick question. The answer should be 100% more conservative. Donald Trump is not conservative at all. He does conservative things on accident when it benefits him. And we realized early on that we would try to uh, push him in that direction as much as possible. This is one of the, he's not conservative. He's not. Most people who say they're conservative are just doing it to sing the song that must be sung. So, so you press the button that gets them in it. It should have been 100% vis-a-vis a relationship to Donald Trump. So we had, in the 80s, we had Reagan conservatism. Early 2000s, we had compassionate conservatism. That was mm-hmm. GW, right? Yeah. What you're talking about here is incidental conservatism. <laughs> incidental conservatism. Is, see, I agree that he's not a conservative. I, I, I think that Donald Trump is a patriot. Yeah. And, and, then, and, then, and, and, then I, and I think that his viewpoints... Tend to a very as a general, uh, yeah, patriot. Uh, true. But I think his viewpoints tend to line up in general with what he believes are in America's best interests, and then he tends to prosecute them in a way that are in his. Yeah. Okay. Um. Next slide. Do you feel the 2020 presidential election was stolen from former President Donald Trump? Now, keep in mind. Let's reiterate. These are the three early primary states, Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, and then the addition of two other states, Arkansas, which is to represent red state America outside of the early presidential process, and North Carolina, which is to represent swing state America outside of the early primary process. Okay, so keep that in mind. 57% said yes. 31% said no. 12% said did not know or refused to respond. Todd, I'll let you take this one no, first. This is, this is mind-blowing. I, do, I don't know that I would have expected it to be as high as 57%. If that's true, people actually believe it. It's a game-changer. It should be a game-changer. This is my point. You, you, it's a, and it's Hashtag speaks, arrest Katie Hobbs. Yes, it's about agency again. It's a, it's a, a conservative uh, principle of uh, American government. Uh, it's why, Steve, when you say who's the most important American president, it's George Washington, mm-hmm. because he went first, to, you know, lay, laying down power voluntarily, not, you know, not constant skirmishes and things like that. This, this is Refused the point. Refused a crown. Yes, this is this is the point. If, if you legitimately lose an election, even if it's like a cosmically consequential one, if you did lose it fair and square, you need to figure out what's going on in your end. But if you believe this at this level, 57% that this thing was stolen, you can't play the game the same way anymore. You, you, it is incumbent upon you for, for your children, uh, for all that is good and true and beautiful, because a violation, not just, again, it's, this, this is Ten Commandments stuff here, a gross violation 
of fundamental truths is at hand. You here. broke the social compact here. Yeah. Yeah. A- a- and and somehow just again plugging in to t- team. This is what's so fascinating about polls. Uh, that you can const- you, you can go through these questions and re- you can see how serious you really are mm-hmm. because this is a decla- this should be a declaration of war of sorts uh, by a free freedom loving people mm-hmm. this is a oh hell no mm-hmm. I'm taking my belt off one way or the other mm-hmm. I'm dying on this hill kind of thing and those are the kind of answers going forward I want to see because so remember um how how long ago uh, was the red wave that wasn't we need to be better, Aaron. So this is yeah, this is a this is a yo result for me. Um, and if I'm in Ron DeSantis's sphere right now, and I see polling like that, one of the key planks I would make, and and he can make this, he can make this case because he is one of the main reasons. Rick Scott got the ball rolling, but Ron DeSantis is one of the main reasons. We have Florida results, the second largest state in the union. We have their results that night within like a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. Make your middle name election integrity. If I'm seeing this, make your middle name election integrity, at least in the early states, because it's clear there's an appetite. There's still a large appetite for somebody who's going to actually, you know, clean up elections. How about the fact you look at a number like this and by far the largest conservative media platform in America, Fox News, with very limited exception, doesn't even permit this issue into through its own Overton window, right? And there are, there are some not insignificant platforms within conservative media as well that because of what it will do from a algorithm uh, strike and check mark against your monetization won't tackle this issue as well and yet here's a near super majority of people in the three early states take it from someone who was a strategist on a presidential campaign republican primary voters in new hampshire aren't the same as republican caucus voters in iowa and evangelicals that vote in the iowa caucuses are not the same as evangelicals that vote in the south carolina primary this is not monolithic thought then you throw in the the very the hyper suburban swing state of North Carolina, and now you throw in the deep red state of Arkansas to get that cross that really thorough cross section of thought within the within the contemporary Republican Party heading into this cycle that this poll provides, mm-hmm. and a near super majority of those people believe, as I do, by the way, that the 2020 presidential election was stolen, and yet. The number one platform and other very significant platforms on their own side that claim to, uh, you know, uh, report so they can decide to represent them won't touch or permit this issue to be explored with a 10 foot pole. Yeah, as you talk, I realized I needed to be clear about something I said. How does that happen? Because if you lose fair and square, as I said, you need to go back and look at what you can do better. But on the the answer front. People have questions concerned. Are our answers right? But when you do have the right answers, and this is being stolen from you, mm-hmm. then you need to do better on your weaponry. Mm. And how you, when people steal something from you, what's your response? Come in, would you like something else? Or you say, um, somebody's getting a punch in the mouth today. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll come back. Hour two, we'll continue going through this polling on the state of the Republican Party here, heading into the 24 cycle next. 
back here on a special evergreen edition of the Steve Day Show, hour number two here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Don't forget to let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox, which you can access by emailing the show, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, uh, me, we, and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter and Getter, TikTok, and Instagram. And you can also find me at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social as well. And the last name is D-E-A-C-E. For those of you that are podcast listeners, thank you so much for being one of our many of those. Uh, and you are really a major reason why we got an opportunity to do this for another three years here for The Blaze. So please, if you wouldn't mind doing one more thing for us, and that is to leave us with a five-star review, if you like it, of course. Uh, Hit subscribe or follow for us too. And uh, thank you to every one of you that did those things for us. You not only uh, made the significant offering demanded by the algorithmic gods, you also pleased our benevolent overlords here at uh, The Blaze. So we thank you for that, each and every one of you. This part of the program brought to you by Pure Health Research. You must start taking care of your liver now more than ever because the latest data shows that adults with fatty liver three and a half times more likely to have heart failure than those without. Uh, maybe up to 100 million Americans have fatty liver which means there's a lot of people there at risk. And we throw everything in our liver from cholesterol to alcohol, toxins, Tylenols, statins, cigarettes. That's why a lot of us have sluggish fatty livers. They make us gain weight, lose energy. Uh, That's why you want to get a hold of our friends that do the liver health formula, an all natural supplement, which contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. You can try the liver health formula and receive as a special gift, a free bottle of their nano-powered omega-3s as well, keeping your heart healthy. GetLiverHelp.com slash Steve. That's GetLiverHelp.com slash Steve. I mentioned we're doing a special evergreen edition. Reminder, we are looking at some polling that was done by a professional group within the Republican Party of the Republican electorate. It was leaked to me by a little birdie, uh, someone all three of us know personally, so I trust him and the source. And we are uh, taking a look at this in terms of where things stand now heading into the 24 election cycle and the Republican, the race for the Republican presidential nomination. Uh, this is a very scientific poll. We went over the methodology at the top of the show. It's of uh, voters and Republican voters in five states, the three prominent early states in the presidential primary calendar, uh, Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. Arkansas is the fourth state, kind of emblematic of your devoted, hardcore, loyal red Republican red state. North Carolina, the fifth state. It's, it's kind of the symbol here, the stand-in for a leans red swing state. Republicans have to win with a lot of suburban voters. Arkansas would have a lot of rural voters, right? So a very good cross-section of the Republican electorate here. And we're just, we're going through these polling results in real time. Todd and Aaron have not seen these slides. So we're getting their live visceral reaction, just as you are having yours as you watch and listen to the program today. All right, let's get to the next one. Do you feel the 2020 presidential election had a lot of irregularities, but that President Biden still won almost the exact same results? 58% said yes, 34% said no, 8% said don't know, refused. This is not a well-formed question. I assume it was asked right around the same time or right after the previous question that we just talked about because yes. you're forcing the respondent to say, well, I don't want to say that Biden won, but if I say no, then I say that there's no irregularities, which I know is not true. I just don't think it's a very well-formed question for a poll. Todd? 
this is theoretically possible, and I've said it multiple times on the show, and it doesn't change my previous analysis about being stolen one bit. When there's this many irregularities of the type that they were, which, Steve, you have documented, they're clearly targeted. They're not happenstance. Mm -hmm. They tried to steal it. That's every bit as dangerous of whether they did. It doesn't... Yes, it's theoretically possible that Biden still won by this much instead of this much based on the stealing because of the margins we're dealing. Okay. But it, it, it's immaterial to the like what I said about the actions that must be taken. We just saw another election that with all these same questions uh, in Arizona. We all promise you it's going to happen again. They keep nothing's going to change until they realize there are costs to this. So n- nothing about the previous co- this analysis of the previous question changes. Okay. Next question: Do you think? A Republican candidate for president should talk more or less about environmental issues. 55% said less, 32% said no, 13% said don't know or refused. Todd? You know, I'm, I think I'm sympathetic to the 32%. Uh, listen, this is, it, when you do, it shouldn't be more, because when you look at... Um, well, we started off this show with this poll. Like, what are the issues that are most important to people in general? Environmental issues are actually always very, very low on people's agenda. So it's clearly blown out of proportion by the media and the Davos types in terms of what people uh, actually care about. But in terms of that 32%, uh, yes, uh, when the opportunity arises... Uh, and it's going on in Davos, uh, mock them and mock them well. Uh, you're, you are increasingly seeing every year that she grows older how Greta Thunberg is just an absolute tool. Uh, she's a prop. And so make sure you do that. But also on the positive end, there are opportunities to light a candle. Listen, it is not, we want to talk about what conservative actually is. My goodness, Stephen, you and I are city kids. Aaron knows this about being a rural farm kid. Like there, there are really important things to be said about stewardship, conservation, being one with the land. I mean, we have, we have a much better message about that kind of stu- uh, uh, thing. Uh, show it to people. I, we, we, we it's very easy to caricature the smokestack city slicker. I don't care about uh, humans on any uh, level. It, we have the best message on that. We should share it every once in a while. Aaron? Yeah, and this is something that Ron DeSantis is probably going to be. I mean, the, the, all of the candidates in, in the primary will be asked about uh, environmentalism, and that's something. I, at least from my view, DeSantis has done a good job, like actual environmentalism, not the green cult yeah. Greta Thunberg. That's a that's a good. I think I think he's done a good job. I, I can't remember what exactly the issue was early on. There was some dispute about water and uh, between Georgia and Florida early on that he was able to uh, kind of tackle. And it's a big deal in a state like Florida where there's a, t- a lot of people and you're surrounded by salt water and uh, you're you've got a growing population. He's got a good message on that. But overall, people just um, people just going out there, candidates just going out there and uh, volunteering to put their virtue signal on. You know, that's I think what this really I think the results of this are what they're really saying is that just cut the virtue signaling crap because that's what most Republicans do mm-hmm. on, quote unquote, the environment. I would absolutely vote less because it's not a winnable issue. 
even if you have a superior message, yeah. it's their issue. You, they want even if even if your arguments are better, they want to discuss this more than you want to discuss the issues that frame the electorate thusly. Even though philosophically, I agree with Todd, but politically, I would say never to bring it up. It's their issue. They they win by talking about it, even if they're wrong. Do you think the United States? Next question is doing too much to help Ukraine, doing enough to help Ukraine, or should we be more engaged and do more? 42% said doing too much. 32% said doing enough. 16% said need to be more engaged. 10% don't know, didn't respond. Quick thought on this, Aaron. I think that's understandable. You know, if the doing enough is like, yeah, we're doing enough, that type of response, then I'm good with that. I'm not sure if that's what it totally is because the neocons... They love them some Ukraine, and they are still around. They're still out there. They are an endangered species, but I hope the doing enough number is, uh, yeah, no, we're doing enough, and not the, uh, yeah, I'm glad we're helping. And uh, this kind of is in line with what I thought. It is encouraging overall that the, the majority just think this is ridiculous. We're doing way too much. Todd? Well, I was the opposite. You know, more people are something other than we're doing too much on this thing. And that's a problem uh, to me. Uh, uh, this is just such an obvious scam of cosmic proportions. Um, and the default, like you talked earlier, like this is old Cold War thinking just mm-hmm. kicking in is symptomatic of, oh, you know, the GP is just plagued by 80s Reagan old Cold War thinking. Sure, you know, that's, sure. This seems to reek of it to me. All right, let's do the next two slides together. They're a quick follow-up to this question. Um, they wanted to see how this question breaks down by gender. You can see on the Ukraine issue, there's not really much of a difference by gender there. Okay, a couple more points of men that are more skeptical than women, but it's mm-hmm. it's not that significant. Look at the breakdown, though, by age. Huh. Look at that. If you're 55, this goes to what I was just saying a minute ago about boomer conservatism. It's, it's, it's morning in America forever. It's 1987 forever. 51% of those 55 and under say we are doing too much. And it's pretty much split across the board for those that are in that boomer conservative age group that just quantifies just to show you, I'm not just speaking. I wasn't just speaking out of a butt cheek. I left a butt cheek there. This just, this data just kind of quantifies what I just said a few minutes ago. This is still... Like, and I wonder if you broke that down even further. So the youngest, like thirty-five and younger, yeah, yeah. yeah, are the what would those numbers be? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. The problem is the Republican electorate always tends to skew older in every era. Mm-hmm. So you you can't really make a major data point out of what Republicans thirty-five and younger think because there's not a lot of Republicans thirty-five and younger. Okay, so but yeah, I do I agree that the younger you would go, the younger you would stratify forty-five and if you could do forty-five and under, would that number jump another seven or eight points? I think it is absolutely possible that it might. You bet. And what does that mean? I, this most of them could be do it simply. This is fiscally irresponsible. Others could take a broader perspective, which I think is ours. This. You know, they could probably, could they take or leave Ukraine mm-hmm. or do they see Ukraine as the black hole of some sort that we think it is? I, I have no way of knowing that. All right. Next question. A candidate who believes parents, not teachers or school boards, are the best ones to make decisions about their children's education. All right. So 87 um, percent says say they would be much more um, 
I'm trying to read how that works actually. Much more much or more, less mu- okay, gotcha. likely to support. Yeah, yeah, much more or less likely to support. All right. Um, somewhat more likely, 14%. So here you can see an overwhelming support for more parental and local control when it comes to education within the Republican Party. I don't think anybody is shocked at this, right? I'm not shocked. It's just this demands an entire paradigm uh, shift. You, you, the policies that have been enacted over time are meant to basically treat you as parents Correct. like the children. Yes. And you simply can't stand for it. They, the people need to be uh, afraid. The people that uh, the school administrators and school board members need to be afraid that there will be consequences the minute they forget that they are not representatives. They are there in local parentis. And right now they aren't afraid. They just aren't. Yep. And again, kind of repeating something I said earlier, COVID was the number one issue of our age, of our era. And in many, many, many ways, people, uh, you look everywhere, you look everywhere, politically, culturally, we just failed. We just completely and totally failed. We've covered that ad nauseum, and we will continue to do so, I'm sure, into perpetuity. But one thing that it did was wake people up, even those on the right, to what was really going on in the schools. I don't think you would have even seen a number like you would have been. It would have been maybe seventy-five tops total. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, five, six, seven years ago, I don't think you'd see numbers like this where it's almost. I mean, who? who what's a Republican that says less likely when right. it comes to wh- what does that look like again? The five percent earlier that said yeah. the country was on the right track, Mitt yeah. Romney, basically. Yeah. yeah. Next question, a candidate who believes crime in the United States is a growing problem, murder, shootings, assaults, and theft are at an all-time high. Criminals must be prosecuted and held accountable, and our police must have the money to be properly funded. All right, there you can see 95% said they would be much more or somewhat more likely to support that candidate, okay? Only 4% uh, said they would be, or 6% said they would be, no, 4%, my bad. 4% said they'd be less or somewhat less likely to support that candidate. This is a 100% issue. Yeah. So you can look at it too. I keep I keep defaulting back to, because we're going to be in primary season in about a, what, um, less than a year now, really. Um, I keep defaulting. Is this, so this is a 100% issue. Why would you talk about this then? Why would you why would you spend time talking about this with Republicans? They're already in agreement with you. So it's it's one of these issues where it's like um yeah, we're all we're all pro police whatever. Let's not get into that right now. We're all we all recognize crime needs to be punished. Let's just say that. Uh why would you spend time? Hey, I'm the pro police candidate. It doesn't make it, it it's not going to move the needle because the people are already there. So that's kind of the observation I have. Well, it's a 100% issue, but it we it can quickly not become that based on propaganda from media. You have the next uh, George Floyd emotions are manipulated. One thing to make sure we do going forward, uh, no one's going to argue in this show in terms of lock them up, is the, you, you, listen, for for taking care of traditional street crime, things like that, absolutely. But there need to be consequences at the high-end white-collar uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
the uh, mangalas within our current uh, medical industry, the stuff Steve's got coming to write a book about. We Our sense of justice must be broadened because there are high crimes that have been committed by those with wealth and power, and we can't just look one segment of it. There's a lot of places I can I can move to to get a, get a, to get away from the street crime you're talking yeah. about. Not a lot of places I can move to to get a, to get away from the Moderna and Pfizer crime. Yeah, not a lot of places. Yeah. A candidate next, a candidate who believes we must secure our southern border by building more walls or barriers and fully funding our border agents to enforce the law. Ninety one to six here. Ninety one percent saying they'd be much more or somewhat likely to support that candidate. Uh, Six percent saying they'd be uh, much less likely or somewhat less likely to support that candidate. Six percent are, of course, uh, we're eagerly watching the uh, the the ode to open borders that was the World Economic Forum earlier this year. Do we do we need to add any analysis to that? That's pretty Probably not. obvious. Can you imagine if we had a legitimate media that told <laughs> these tales? You know what I mean? That's are we talking corporately or just on the right? Either pick. It's just. Let's start with just on the right. This we yesterday. I will say Fox News with Bill Malugin does. They it. have done a great job. They've That's really right. We're going to bury him on the jab yeah. stuff and the election fraud stuff. They have been really good on the border stuff. You're right about that. Yeah. But I, I wasn't talking specifically about the border. But we've just gone through three segments where the number of issues we care about is like in ninety plus percent agreement. Yet our side and others keep getting emotionally manipulated. Mm-hmm. And do the humana humana humanas. It's because we don't have it. Just, the degree to which we just simply don't have anything resembling uh, an agreement out there, as you've said. What is the news? What is that? Mm-hmm. Nobody has any idea. Well, anymore. we're in an epistemological crisis in America. We're in a truth crisis yeah. in America. Next, a candidate who believes our schools must be safe and secure for our kids, even if that means armed guards on duty at the school. 88 to 8 was this number. 88% said be much more or somewhat more likely to support that candidate. 8% said they would be much less likely or somewhat less likely. Any hmm. surprise that the margins were that high? I would have thought there would have been a little bit more. And you can see it is more than the Mitt Romney uh, coalition that keeps popping up in this polling. It, it is a little bit higher than that 5%. I would have thought that this would have been... A, a little bit closer. It's not a huge surprise that, you know, armed guards, arming, you know, it's not a huge surprise that there's a lot of support for this. I would have thought it would have been a little bit closer, though. Yeah, but remember, uh, despite this, that's a huge number in modern day uh, politics. That's yeah. just yeah. a gigantic number. Yeah, it is. The trend in schools is to get rid of mm-hmm. police officers mm-hmm. in schools. So there's a disconnect again. Why? Sticking with gun issues, this question on the Second Amendment. A candidate who believes the Second Amendment is vital to our freedom and believes it means just what it says, by 92 to 5, 92% said much more to somewhat more likely to support that candidate. 5% said much less likely or somewhat less likely. I mean, this is a staple of yeah. the Republican base, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, throughout generate. Throughout, yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this poll would have probably looked the same in 1982, 92, 2002, 2012. But how? What? Here's the what percentage of those people who say that actually own a firearm? That's a good answer. I mean, I would answer that way, and I don't own one because of the situation, you know, with mental health in my family. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a good point. 
A candidate who believes vaccine mandates are an overreach of the federal government and we must we must push back on federal overreach. This issue, 82 to 12 within the Republican Party, 82 percent say they'd be much more to somewhat more likely to supporting a candidate who thinks that way. 12 percent saying they'd be much less likely to somewhat less likely. The fact that this that believing that vaccine mandates are an overreach of the federal government and we must push back on federal overreach makes you less likely to support a a candidate. The fact that that cracked double digits is just turn out the lights type of stuff. Did they, how many of those people do you think in those states, I guess what we learned in those five states is a lot of people that work in conservative media live in those five states. Apparently. Because that's a lot of, we saw a lot of that in conservative media and, and, Late 2020 and early 2021, you know, basically, yeah, we can hold you down and jab you if we want, you know, to save lives or something. It, can can you imagine what the answer to this poll number would have been four years ago? A lot different. I think it a you, lot. I, 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 I still think that. a majority would be against it, but I think the oh. number would be like 62 to I, 32. I think put a number I, on it, Todd. Oh, I I think it would become close to being flipped. Trust me. Oh, I don't think that it, at all. The I don't. magical power of vaccines. The, the, if, by the way, if you're right, you should be gleeful and hopeful oh, that is the case. I'm, you I'm should not, be hopeful that with, yes. because because if it if it was if you really believe that that's where it would have been ten years ago, uh, in twenty in twenty twelve, and this has created that level of flashpoint, that's great news for your side of this. I agree. I'm not arguing with it, but th- this is. I, I think, think Todd it would become, is. I, I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily flipped, but I. I don't know if there's even 50% that would make it more likely on this question. Hmm. I think I think it would be like 40-60. Okay. Because there I mean yeah, whether it's magical power of the vaccine, but even even my thinking it's like, well, yeah, I mean, don't want to get all these diseases to spread. We just there's just so many of us who mm-hmm. either were magical for power of the vaccine or just didn't really investigate it yeah. and just took for granted yeah. that this was on the up and up. Okay. A candidate who believes the federal government should not be the main conduit for our health care in America, including vaccines. They believe you should make decisions for your family's health care with you and your doctor. 88% said they'd be much more to somewhat more likely to supporting such a candidate. 7% much less to somewhat less likely. Can we repeal Obamacare root and branch? I mean, we've, we've been down this road. They tried really hard. Yeah. They tried really hard. Yeah. Again, I wouldn't say four years ago this would have been flipped. But this number has skyrocketed in the last uh, four years as well. Remember, uh, on that I agree. T- I, how, I agree. How many people uh, don't have priests, but they do have doctors that yep. they sacrifice their children to over and over and well, over again? How, name a pagan religion that did not yeah. have healers, apothecaries, yes. witch doctors, yes. okay, shaman. There isn't mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, next question: A candidate who believes free speech in America is under attack. And that we need candidates to step up and defend free speech everywhere, especially on social media outlets like Facebook or Twitter. 87% said much more or somewhat more likely to support that candidate. 7% said much less to somewhat less likely. Now, this is where I would have Todd's vaccine answer. In fact, I I would guess this number would be nowhere near that even four years ago. Private company argument. Yes, I think that this has absolutely become an inflection point to a flashpoint in just the last few years. Yeah, and and people just uh, couldn't imagine uh, all too often that this is 
where we mm-hmm. would have been. I mean, we admit on this show, the three of us, and we're you know a bit jaded and we're before all this came along. But it was challenging to imagine how quickly we, we believed in the slippery slope, but how quickly we got to the bottom. Absolutely. Yep. And along those lines, that, that's, that ties right into the very next question. A candidate who believes we need to push back on big tech companies that want to monitor our internet habits, including social media purchases and browsing, 85% said much more or somewhat more likely to support that candidate. 7% said much less to somewhat less likely. This, again, I think goes right along the lines of what we were just talking about, how the battle lines have been redrawn here. And I think this even goes back to the question about, does the next Republican nominee to be as conservative as Trump, much more conservative or less? That's what I was trying to get at. Some of these battle lines are redrawn on these issues because you've watched the private sector become, hand, in many places, voluntarily hand itself over to the spirit of the age. And this is why I said at the beginning of all of this, I'm very schizophrenic when it comes to, to polling now, and really any issue just coming into work every single day. This is the, the confluence of this issue along with the, the jab mandates and the way they try to enforce the jab mandates on companies with more than, what, 150, 500 employees, whatever, mm-hmm. what, whatever it was. The confluence of the jab mandates using big business to coerce you along with the big tech uh, overreach as well. The confluence of these issues, we're either headed for a great awakening or another dark ages. That's that's the schizophrenia that I'm talking about here. But I agree, you would not have seen these types of numbers because we were so so invested on the right, so invested in the uh, in, in the in the argument. Well, it's a private company. Rabbit's got the gun. Right. Well, the rabbit's got the gun. It's holding. It's it's pointing pointing it at your head and pulling the trigger, and it has been for quite some time. Correct. And we realized cr- quickly that this was untenable. But the bullet that you won't bleed out as bad if the private sector is the one yeah. that that yeah. Uh, put it in you. Yes. But I'm really proud. Of this show we. We predicted not how quickly necessarily, but before it went fully woke, uh, we were predicting that the social media companies were going uh, to start playing the role of Commodus much more heavily. And we were making, uh, uh, Steve, uh, on this show, the the Mobile arguments mm-hmm. and, yeah. the, and the utility. We were mm-hmm. doing it way before. Uh, this really, which is what we need. That's conservative. We don't, we don't just constantly react. We can foresee. That's the power of conservatism. That's the power. That's also the power of, are you trying to conserve a process or an institution or a principle? Mm -hmm. Friends, the world is in chaos and it's going to cause food shortages, maybe like we've never seen before. So make sure you are prepared with our friends at My Patriot Supply, just in case That could never happen here. Happens here again in the Let's Go Brandon era. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. You'll save $250 off a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. $250 off a three-month kit that includes breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, even snacks. The full 2,000-plus calories for you and everyone in your household that they need each and every day. So right now, My Patriot Supply is not putting a limit on how many kits you can order, so don't wait. Stock up because this price is so low. The kits ship fast and free in unmarked boxes for your privacy at MyPatriotSupply.com. Get yours today, $250 off their three-month emergency food kit at MyPatriotSupply.com. Next question, how about a candidate who believes we should have a national federal ban on abortion? 47% 47% said they'd be much more or, or somewhat more likely to support that candidate. 40% said much less to somewhat less likely. 
Wow. This is a stain. Yeah. An absolute stain. Another I, turn out the lights. And almost like it's this. And, is, and you can this, see the little codicil up there. Forty-seven percent of those who voted that they'd be less likely were female. You can see that there. Yeah. But this should be a hundred percent. The entire issue. Declaration of Independence: Life, Liberty, Pursuit of Happiness. First one is life. You don't. You. This is makes me believe everything else. Whoa, eighty-eight percent. Whoa, ninety-two percent. This makes me believe you much, much less because it just shows me you're not really, if you're not serious about life, what the hell else are you serious about fundamentally? I just don't believe you. How many of these people, Aaron, do you think are voting they're against it because they don't think it's politically viable and hurts Republicans in general elections? I don't think that's a lot, but I don't think it's an insignificant amount either. I bet you it's somewhere between 5 to 15% of that Life, yeah. liberty, and if it's politically viable. Sorry. I, Welcome I, to life this, in a political party, just, my friend. Yes. I, uh, it's just, men, this is a football. Men, this is life. And then this party takes it. Pineapple. I have a pineapple in my hand. We, didn't, we, got the raw, we got the first thing wrong. We got the first things wrong here. No matter how you want to slice it up or dice it up. I mean, it's just a mm-hmm. wrong result. All right, we've got our last section of questions to go. We're going to try to get through each and every one of these in the time we have remaining. We may have a lot of good ground there in that segment, all right? So we'll continue on. The State of the Union, according to the State of the Republican Party, next. All right, let's close this out. We've got 10 questions left. I think this has been a fascinating conversation. Yeah. So I hope you guys that are watching and listening at home or wherever you are right now are enjoying this. Let me tell our audience about Birch Gold. Inflation has its consequences. Government debasement schemes have their consequences. Uh, Fed interest rates, out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds, diminishing in value, all these things have their consequences. This is one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why gold has historically been a great hedge against these sorts of downturns, government schemes, etc. And now, therefore, would be a great time for you to diversify uh, into gold with Birch Gold Group. They make it easy to convert an IRA or a 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do to get that process started. Just text Steve. Just text Steve to 989-898. 989-898. That's 989-898 to get a free info kit on gold. Find out why Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, countless five-star reviews. Get started by texting Steve at 989-898. All right. Final 10 questions. A candidate who believes we should leave abortion legality up to the individual state 74% said they would be much more to somewhat more likely to support that candidate. 19% said they would be much less to somewhat less likely. What we're learning here, there are a lot more pro-abort Republicans, at least in these states, than what, what I would have thought. You would have thought in these states, we've got a deep red state got Iowa, which is really deep red now, mm-hmm. South Carolina, which should be deep red. Um, it's not really surprising in New Hampshire and North Carolina. What I wonder if I wonder if a lot of this is skewed by those two states. 
Who know? I don't know. It could be. Remember, they remember, remember at the beginning they stratified this at the county level. Yeah. All right. So, well, there, right. there's that. The, regardless, these are just the wrong results. This is when we do the rest of the way. I'm going to take turns on which of these you guys. So you get the next one, Todd. Sure. Okay. This one you're going to like. A candidate who believes we should ban sexual transition surgery for minors, 84% said much more to somewhat more likely. And you can look at the people that said much more was overwhelming compared to somewhat more. 10% saying much less to somewhat less likely. I do wonder now if a state like North Carolina with its research triangle comes into play with maybe how many of the counties in that 10% that voted against this might have been in that state. Just a thought. But Todd, what do you think? Looking at those numbers. These are, what's likely Republican voters? Is this Actual. Who? These are actual, actual Republicans. I'm appalled. It's oh, not 100%? That is not 100? Gotcha. Good grief. Okay. A candidate who believes we should leave decisions of a child's sexual orientation and potential surgery or hormone treatment up to parents and doctors. The now, hell? this one is appalling. Yes. Okay. What the hell? 68% the said hell. much more to somewhat more. Almost one out of four Republicans, okay, almost one out of four Republicans um, were, were said this would be less likely to them. And there you can see on the more likely, okay, um, that this is now where the generational breakdown works against us to some degree. All right, you can see, see boomer conservatives are like uh, at 71. They were higher than the overall average. And the younger generations were a little bit uh, uh, below that. So this, this one, is, the boomers win. This is what I mean, and I should have flushed this out. Ethics versus morals. Ethics are your stated beliefs. Morals are what you actually do. Mm-hmm. The left preaches morals. They, now, their morals are from the pit of hell, but they actually preach that or pr- practice them. We just preach, uh, you know, I disagree with that, but I don't want to get in your way. That's what we do, and that's borne out in this type of result. A candidate who believes we should ban sexual transition surgery that is permanent for minors but leave hormonal treatments up to parents and doctors, 62% said more to somewhat more likely, 26% said much less to somewhat less likely, Todd. I have millstones for sale. Just godless. A candidate who believes TikTok is a security risk to our nation and we should ban this social media platform as long as it is owned by the Chinese. Look at this. More people in the Republican Party are concerned about TikTok than than the island of Dr. Moreau and meatball surgery on kids. By not, you know, that's several points as a matter of fact there, uh, Aaron. When you look at those numbers, 76 to 11. What do you think? God have mercy. I I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I mean, you, you you say we can't we can't share a country with leftists who believe you can't share a political party with eleven percent who say yeah no uh, or with seventy with with people who are more concerned about TikTok than transition. Mm-hmm. I just what in the literal hell is this? Why why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you in this party? I I don't. What? I couldn't answer that question anymore. That's why I haven't been in it for like eight years. Yeah. yeah. A candidate who believes Russia, Todd, is our greatest national security threat. 60% say they'd be much more to somewhat more likely to vote for that person. 28% saying they'd be much less to somewhat less likely. Uh, you can see this skews more female and generationally it's pretty similar. I in, I in no way think Russia is our greatest security threat i i didn't believe that 
before the war in Ukraine. I don't mm-hmm. believe that now. I believe the United States is its own greatest security threat. Well, I, you know me, I'm no Putin Putin fan, but he didn't try to poison me for the last mm-hmm. two and a half years. Yeah, A candidate, Aaron, who believes China is our greatest national security threat. 91% of Republicans said they'd be much more to somewhat more likely to vote for that candidate. 4% said they'd be much less to somewhat less. Male, female, generationally, this one is pretty in lockstep across the board there. Not a huge surprise. I mean, Donald Trump kind of popularized China, and then we got the 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 the, the Wu flu from China. Um, so this is not a huge. I think this may be the Donald Trump effect, if anything else. But it's not a huge surprise. Well, that that number should be higher than Russia. So yeah, I'll take so the that. win. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Final three. Which one of the following sources do you most trust to get local news? Local news. 44% said TV. <laughs> Remember local news. Local. There's not a lot of great local, you know, blogs and podcasts around the country, but I, I'm feeling you, Todd. 10% said blogs and websites. 10% said the newspaper. 9% said radio. 3% said social media. And you can see overwhelmingly Republicans uh, get local news from Facebook compared to Twitter. 3% word of mouth, 7% all of the above, 8% none of the above, 4% said other. I don't know what the other is. Carrier pigeon, ham radio, I, I don't know what the other is there. But is it whose turn is it? Is it yours, Todd, I think? Uh, journalism is magical and not at all broken. Uh, local news is in shambles uh, for several reasons. And uh, there's no local news, broadly speaking. I can't speak. Maybe you've got that local TV station somewhere. But broadly speaking, local news is in shambles. And by the way, that's not uh, necessarily an accident. It's it's by design. So, Aaron, I want. I know I was going to do this back and forth, but actually, I yeah. want the generational difference yeah. here. How does your generation get local news? So, I get most of my local news. Now we're in an excerpt above, like local local news. I get that from Facebook a lot. Mm-hmm. Statewide news. You know, we have uh, one or two websites that kind of have a conservative bent, but uh, statewide news. Um, I guess. I guess uh, websites like the, the the websites of the TV stations, um, but like I said, there are a couple of kind of a conservative bent websites here. I will say though, if you get exclusively from the TV, your news exclusively from the TV. Do you guys? You, you neither of you watch local news here around here. I can't I remember the last time I watched. Local I will give news. you an like indication. It's, it's, I'm this not is, sure it's like been within this decade. I just said Iowa is a deep red state, right? We have WOI TV. It's not a news station. It is a conglomeration of the woke totem poles. I mean, correct. It is. Have you seen this effect, Todd? There is a reporter who came out as a tranny on the air and made like national headlines. I did not even know about this yeah. until just yeah. now. There's I had, had one not of, even heard this. One of my former classmates for, at, uh, at Northwestern, a Bible college, a Bible college, uh, who is uh, Hmong. He is the morning anchor there. And he wasn't hired. Everybody knows this, too. It's a shame. He's actually very good. He's actually got a very good president. He was not hired because he's good at this. He's hired because he has a different color of skin. And this is across the board there. They have a lesbian. They have a gay. They don't have any straight white guys. I, I, I didn't think. know this at all yeah. about Channel 5. And then if you watch Channel 13 here in Deep Red, Iowa, 
every single newscast, every single newscast, it's like they got their talking points from MSN. What are yeah. the news stories that we can provide yeah. that make Iowa seem like a backwards? It's like MSNBC yep. provides the, the, the talking hmm. points. So okay. if you're even in deep red states like Iowa, if you're getting your news primarily from the t- local TV stations, uh, that's that's a problem. All right, Aaron, back to you. How do you watch TV in your own home? 55% said satellite or cable. 8% said local antenna. Here's looking out. 29% said streaming and YouTube. Those numbers are going way up in recent years, I would imagine. Uh, 3% said all of the above. 3% said none of the above. What do you think of those numbers? Um, I do streaming, and that's not a huge surprise. Um, I think even 10 years ago, that number would have been like zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, it's the growth of that medium in comparison to satellite and cable just exponential growth so that that's not a huge surprise in other five to ten years it's going to be flipped between streaming and satellite i agree i've got both in my home but it's only because streaming hasn't fully caught up yet and once it does i'll be just streaming only final question which of the following represents your view as pro-life on abortion you are pro-life and do not support abortions in any case, 18%. You are pro-life but would allow for exceptions for rape and incest only, 10%. You are pro-life but would allow for exceptions to save the life of the mother only, 14%. You are pro-life but would allow for exceptions for rape, incest, and to save the life of the mother, so all of them, 55%. I'll let each of you discuss that one. Todd, you get the first crack. That's the last question. Well, there's the two answers. There's the one from God, which is the first one. But there is the one tactically in this moment. I am the second one, the yellow one there, Aaron. Exceptions for rape and incest. Because of if you're hearing this for the first time, uh, this this the tactical uh, the tactics of arguing this point right now are very, very important. And instantly people come at you with the cudgel of rape, incest, or health, and health of mother. And, okay, see, and, and conservatives have been so bad at this for so long at arguing. You say, yes, uh, let's, you and I are king for a day. I'm going to give you those. What is that? 1%, whatever the number is, uh, you give me the rest. They won't do it because it's not about rape, incest, and... and it, this is such an effective weapon. Listen, they're they're terrible people, and they're not going to change their minds because of your brilliant rhetorical flourish. It's not about that, but we need to expose them. It, it, they want to kill all the babies. It's important to turn this thing around to make that fact real to people, and it still isn't to enough of them. I'll just be frank with you. I wish they had not asked about any any life issue questions because this took it from an interesting conversation to a thoroughly depressing one. Yeah. Yep. We as a part, we, I keep saying we, I'm, I've never been a Republican in my life. The Republican party, what it is, the people that it represents or is supposed to represent. If we can't get the most basic building block of a society, what is a life down? Why, what ground are we going to stand on to say that, no, you can't lop the penis off of a young boy who thinks that he's a girl? You can't do meatball surgery on girls who think they're boys. 
I mean, what we're seeing is a not insignificant portion of the GOP base. So there's three out of the five states here I would describe as deep red. A not insignificant portion of GOP voters don't understand that. Mm-hmm. It makes the conversation that we started this yeah. with about GOP leadership. It's like we are miles away from that. Yeah. Maybe once we get this down, we can have a conversation about how to get rid of Mitch McConnell. It's no wonder we've never been able to get rid of this guy. It's yeah. no wonder because, because it, again, a not insignificant portion of GOP voters can't even get the most basic things down. All, yeah, all that 90% energy, once again, I've tried to say this in multiple ways. No other inalienable right that you want to bitch and moan about makes any sense if you don't identify life as an inalienable right. It's it's just that simple. So I have a lot of experience where the life issue in the Republican Party is concerned, pulling it, moving it, act a lot. I'm going to... I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you even more disappointed than you are right Thank now. Thank you. Sweet. <laughs> this is where you get into this, you know, I haven't meant, quoted this in a long time. It's one of my all-time favorite lines, Thomas Jefferson, if I should go to heaven, but only with members of a political party, I should rather not go at all. Okay? This is the subculture of political parties. And I, I think you should you should be willing to accept that a good deal and I mean in this case I would bet you as many as half of the 55% that tell you they're for all those exceptions aren't just women who may be in the Republican Party who had an abortion Mm -hmm. or want to have one in those situations it is I think fully being what I believe will not let me win elections I think you need to consider that that is a not insignificant to maybe even sizable chunk what a freaking, of that fifty five. What a freaking joke! We deserve everything that's coming. That that a lot that this is what this is, but this is idolatry when we take on an identity. Okay, and if I view this is goes to what I said a little while ago. Are we preserve? Are we conserving principles or pro- processes and institutions, relationships? What what is it we're actually conserving here? Right. And if I am convinced I have no other means by which to engage the system affirmatively than through the Republican Party as a vehicle, then I am going to absolutely curtail my principles to that end, because that is my conviction that Republicans have to win. And I think a good deal of those people that have taken that position. And I think that's also the same thing on the meatball surgery. I mean, can we really win elections if we ban this stuff outright? Well, can we can we actually win? I think that that's the subculture of behavior that exists, the ecosystem, the habitat of a political party. It's why Democrats who would never get meatball surgery for their kids aren't speaking out about it and are now they're going to be cognitively for it because they see other Democrats are for it, too. That's that's what the that's what political parties do. They rot, hollow out your brain eventually. Very few people can handle being in the world and not of it. That's a very narrow road. Most of us decide to conform to one side of the road or the other. John 317.